0: Our fan bases know us and for them to let others inform them about you or myself is heartbreaking because I'm looking, like, y'all know us. Like, you know I wouldn't do it in this manner if I was to do it and basically just put, put me in the grave. This is Andre Igadala. This is Evan Turner. We're trying to get to the true essence of not just basketball, but life. And that means something, something, something. something.
1: It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory.
0: That level of understanding has been taken out of the game. What's
1: up, y'all? Welcome back to Point Forward. I'm Andre. That's ET. Man, let's get right to the business. In last week's episode, you asked me about one of my tweets. Now I got to ask you about one of yours. The other day you tweeted the two letters, no. What was about that tweet? Like, what was up with that? What What was that no to? Was it like, no, I don't want to come to your autograph session. No, I won't come to your anniversary party. Like, what was the no to? The people want to know, Dre. That's the beauty of me expressing myself. That's art, right?
0: And so it can be interpreted in so many ways. It just gets annoying sometimes when people tend to make decisions for you. Yeah. They even did it to Tom Brady too. So I don't feel as... It doesn't feel as uh, exploitative as I normally would say. And They did it to Brady mm-hmm. a few times.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think yeah. this might be a little bit... Everything has been leaking from that organization. So when it's coming <laughs> down to it, I feel like, you know what I mean? It'd be like a winky. but It's like, hey, bro, y'all been bugging for a minute. <laughs> Y'all have not been shy about your future plans and how you're trying to build this stuff up for the next generation. And regardless of that,
0: y'all do know where it's going to come from, and it comes directly from me, directly from our platform. And so, stay tuned. Regardless, we got a lot of, we got a lot of things uh, brewing. Uh, we're looking forward to we going, me and you getting back in the gym. We were just talking about
1: Miami coming up soon. So, who knows? All right, but before we get into this week's topics, this is where we remind you to look out for us on YouTube, TikTok, IG, and the usuals at Point four. Also, make sure you catching the audio-only podcast on Apple and everywhere else you listen to your favorite pods. Point Forward. I'm watching an incredible piece on Hulu, uh, the Dear Mama piece, the
0: Tupac piece. It's incredible, and I wanted to speak here specifically about it because... There's been so much talk about uh, a lot of the news that's been happening over the past seven days. And there's a lot of uh, trauma that is in our worlds that people don't want to take into consideration when they're judging us. So I got to know, cause I've been back and forth on Tupac. Like I grew up on Tupac and like the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. And you talk about influence within our community. Yeah. I was like, Ryan with Tupac, and looking back, I'm thinking, what was that even about? But after I saw this documentary, I really understood Tupac at another level, and it's like, I see myself in there, not, I'm not Tupac, and I haven't done it. he's done. But uh, like, I had a really good conversation with Andrew Bogut, Bogut's my guy, we still talk to this day, and Bogut was saying, you know, sometimes, Andre, I feel like I get two different people, you know, like, who are you around, like, the black guys that you kind of like from, like, similar background as you and then how you are with, like, white guys, like, front office. And we have to maneuver in those worlds. And I, was, I wasn't I was as quite versed in explaining that, but after watching this Tupac piece, I'm like, right. huh. It it was it was incredible because the Don Caluminati album, I finally listened to it in its entirety and, and, and where I was really, like, listening to the lyrics, listening to the music, like understanding who he was. It was beyond uh, lost in this whirlwind, Bonnie and Clyde, me and my girlfriend, you know, like just beyond like a dope track with the lyrics and his voice and his tone, like I'm diving deeper. So the first half of the album was, you know, East Coast, West Coast beef and, you know, uh, Hawaiian Sophie shirts and, you know, who we had beef with, but the entire second album was, you know, he was trying to build up the new Black Panther party and it was bring our guys together, our brothers. And so I was confused and I'm like, well, where are we going? It's a, it's an album, but it's going so many different directions. And, and I was confused, but watching this documentary. Oh my God. Oh my God. It was like
1: a breath of fresh
0: air. Like Tupac is the greatest to me now. Go ahead.
1: Well, I mean, because you, you, you explain a human. At the end of the day, the beauty of human beings is a complexity. Mm -hmm. You break it down. Like a lot of people that you asked, about Dre, you might ask three or four different people, but like, it's way deeper than just like, uh, it's like the movie Slumdog Millionaire. They ask how you got here, and mm-hmm. you gotta go back into every different story, every different way. So you look and see Tupac growing up, and you might hear he be his thug life or whatever, or a great actor, and then it's like, okay, he went to a school of arts. Or he crosses over, and how he can maneuver in different rooms, or yep. you know, get the Versace, you know, co-sign or be in certain type movies. It's like, all right, one of my best friends was white. And we hung out, we were able to go, you know what I'm saying? So Yes, sir. I mean, when you explain Tupac and, you know, you go deeper into like the roads that grew from concrete, it literally mm-hmm. shows how you won a million. And I think sometimes when you start to break that down personally, when they're trying to send you to the glue factory, sometimes it's just like, nah, hold the fuck up. Like, nigga, I'm me. Like, I can make it through anything. or I can play another right. year. Or if I don't want to play another year, I can go out on my own accord. But... There's a hundred different reasons why I can take my time to do so and not be at you all's pace. And this is the reason why, you know what I'm saying?
0: Point. Forward. Um, But I think everyone wants to have the discussion on the the John Morant situation and what's going on there. And the reason why I brought up Pac is because after I saw the film, um, anyone who's had something to say about Pac or about athletes, the trauma, the struggles that we go through, um, I've led about three or four, um, non-African Americans to this piece on Hulu and to get them to understand where we come from. And then I think I saw George Foreman. Yeah. Shout out to George Foreman. I think he was on All the Smoke, was it? Or The Pivot? One of those. I, I, I mean, those are both my, one, of, two of my shows that I like, podcasts that I like. And, uh, he was saying he grew up where he had nothing. He shared everything. You know, it was a bunch of people in one room. Whatever you had, everyone else had. And so when he got money, like, you know, that didn't change. So everybody got everything. So he spoke about, you know, family stealing from him or taking advantage of him and so on and so forth. I'm not saying that's what happened to job, but you just continue with the values that you had growing up, you know, product of your environment. And so people, you know, they tend to think just because you got all this money that all your affairs shouldn't be in order. Now I'm not here to say that, you know, we should be defending anyone for their actions because you do have consequences to your actions, especially if it's, you know, it's just strike two or whatever. Like, these are one of those situations where there is no strike theory. And so, um, just want to hear your thoughts on the job situation, what you think the suspension will be or look like. I'm hearing some outrageous numbers. Um, I, and so,
1: I mean, I, I, to be completely honest with you, I think one thing the suspension is going to be pretty crazy considering the fact that, you know, how quickly, um, you no, know, what just happened recently. What he said, the message that came out, he said, I don't condone, condone violence, it's not my gun. I think people are going to dissect it from that because I think it's already legit a slap on the wrist. It, it's a tough topic because at the end of the day, as an athlete, as a professional, as somebody who's a role model, you you have a different level of request and a different level of, of, of responsibility. And that's, that's the only reason why I, I'm so drawn in between, torn in between this because I see both sides.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's, someone bought this to me, so it's not like I just want to gloat or, you know, toot my own little horn. But uh, one of our guys texted us saying the day it happened and said, uh, This happened on the anniversary that y'all beat the Grizzlies 2022 playoffs, second round. And I was having a conversation with Jai after that round, and it was that, that post that I had on my Instagram. Yeah. Or maybe the post was the, it was the anniversary of that post. And I was saying, Listen, you're a you're a guy kid. Like, you know, you're an image of God. You're one of the greats. You've been gifted this responsibility yeah. to, you know, influence and inspire an entire generation. Cause they looking to make him the face
1: of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we I mean, That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's bigger than like it's bigger than rap. So when you're coming down, I say like, he's not a regular person, so I understand where they're I mean, the fact that he got in trouble again for us is crazy. Like, right. That is crazy. We can't go without that. That is dumb. Yeah. And I'm saying,
0: you know, because it's not about the money. Like they say, like I saw the master investor from Earn Your Leisure said, you know, it's looking like he has the potential to lose $100 million $100. from this incident. $100 million. And it's not just to, to have all that money to acquire things, but you can have the money to build something for you know your family, for the community. You know, we always talk about firing our hood. We gotta stop saying that so much because um, after watching the Pac piece and what he's trying to do for his community, um, and seeing where his mom came from, and Asata Shakur was close to them, and Mutulu Shakur, like they erase, they keep erasing our history, especially of our the, the our leaders and our, our our main figures that are trying to inspire us. So it hurts me. So when you see something like this is, you know, they're going to make an example out of him. And um, I think there's something else there, you know, not, I'm not trying to say that something's wrong with him, but we all have our traumas that we try to process. And if we're unable to do that, this is our way of processing it and, and, and expressing it, which is, you know, we got to fix it. And so I truly just hope that he's capable of just having, being able to show his true talents and appreciate his talents and and how he conducts himself. And I'll just leave it at that. And uh the PA's on it, I know that for sure. Um I know he's got support of all the players. So I know a lot of guys are at his disposal. So just hoping that he uses the community, the fraternity of brothers in the league, mm. current and former that can help him. So just looking for, you know, him to, you know, uh get it right. But it's gonna be a long road and no, it's- you know.
1: And it's gonna be a really long road, and you going to. And after what happened, you know, recently, you got to double, triple, quadruple check and show a consistent basis of change. Especially if you want to get back to that a certain level, it's not like you're wrong for carrying a gun. But in this, in this situation, where everybody's talking about like what you're risking and in the position you're in, because you know you're 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 a leader for the culture, it's like it's just bigger than you. And you know, also with the pot thing, it's like. It could have saved them. If he would have recognized that sooner and later in certain areas. Point forward. All right. So, um, et I do
0: want to break down uh one of our former guests, uh who was just gobbling up sports rights and from many different areas. He he actually was one of the few individuals that we've seen give up their seat as an owner because they felt like it was uh, impeding their progress within their core business. And I'm talking about, um, Michael Rubin, who used to be with the Philadelphia Sixers, uh, took a tough L this past week. Um, yeah, similar to me, but he had a huge day, uh, over the week. Fanatics, um, which is a e-commerce, uh, sportswear, um, platform has been continued to expand. And, uh, I'll read it directly from, the clip uh, fanatics a sports merchandising company reached an agreement to buy points coin american online sports betting operation in a 150 million dollar deal which is licensed to operate in 14 states the company has jumped in value over the past several years so check this out from a 4.5 billion dollar valuation in august of 2017 that following the investment in lids in 2019 remember he bought lids grew to 6.2 billion by august 2020 and then writing a boom in pandemic era interest in trading cards, memorabilia, and officially licensed merch hit 31 billion as of January. So 2017, 4.5 billion as of this year, January, 31 billion. That would have been a great investment. Investment. We had a bunch of NBA players be involved in that round as well. With the deal, the merch company will try to turn its contact list of 95 million sports fans into gamblers. Wow. Yet another change to the culture of sports in the U.S. following the Supreme Court decision five years ago that ended a federal ban on sports wagering. Fanatics Betting and Gaming's app is currently in a wide beta in Tennessee and Ohio, your hood. It is expected to roll out mobile gaming in Maryland, where it launched the first sports book inside an NFL stadium at the Commander's FedEx field early this year in Massachusetts in coming weeks. Michael Rubin going crazy.
1: Now, Michael Rubin is going dumb. I mean, to leave that job, sell off that little piece, and then come right back. We knew something was up from that moment from interviewing because clearly he couldn't really speak on it. But, I mean, shoot, buddy, I don't know what. What are you playing Monopoly now? He's going dumb. <laughs> it's, he's just going stupid, bro. Like, he's getting so much money. And literally, brother, 95 million. The 95 million subscribers from Fanatics that they're going to try to turn into gamblers uh-huh. is going to uh. be... Crazy, that mm-hmm. is genius, man. That's I would have left that little team too and tried to buy the whole NBA. Like, but he don't want, <laughs> or he don't want to buy the 76ers. He wants to buy Manchester United or somebody like that because he want to buy a division, the whole division. Give me five teams. Man, you trying to get with the Saudis and, and buy uh and buy Cristiano? You trying to do something like that? <laughs> or make his yes. own league. The lead back football. Yeah, a pickleball league. year. So i a super duper one. Yeah. But that's crazy. That's ain't real. Shout out to Mike. We need a we need to have him run it back. So- that's a story. I think I was just uh I forgot the metric, but I was having a great
0: conversation this week and we were talking about prime users or meta users, which is Facebook, and uh the cost uh average. Per user, how much money you can make off each user? It's like a hundred dollars um, at Meta with everything that they have on a platform, advertising, and you know uh, storefronts, and you know bidding and auctions, and uh, you know uh, any other content that you can create there. That's the value of it. And Amazon with Prime is pretty high as well. And I said a hundred dollars, right, per user. Well. Just the cable rights at ESPN, that same metric, is only $7 per user. And that's why you see, uh, I think I just saw this week as well, uh, NBC and Peacock uh, just got, uh, they're going to broadcast, they're going to stream, they get one NFL game. I'm not sure what the cadence is, but this just shows the power of sports, the power of the athlete, the influence of the athlete. So I think it's going to be the top too. Right. Um, Shout out to Bel Air. Great show um also it's going to be interesting summer um what the nba tv deal is going to look like uh and 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 how that's going to work uh i can't wait to report on that so we'll be checking it out soon point forward et the end of the process we've talked about the process for so long now uh, we were at the start of it or maybe you were. yeah i was starting.
1: yeah kind of yeah I was... The result? Your trade was the result of the beginning of the process. You got traded for Andrew Bynum. Bynum, okay, okay, okay. It fell through. Everything started falling through, and um, we got introduced to a new owner. And that was pretty much it. That was year 10 of saying, we're waiting for Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker and the next big guys that are coming, which turned out to be Joel Embiid as well. Just the whole time, <laughs> a bunch of grown-ass men that fought over control. It's like, this ain't my fault. It
0: was always, I gotta play so they don't blame me for losing, which is the worst way to do your job.
1: But is this the end of the process? I think so, or the the acknowledgement of the process, should be like, bro, there's a new beginning. Like we gotta acknowledge after 10 years or a decade, like we tweaked. You also gotta, they got an MVP. That's perfect, that works. I'm with that. I I thought certain parts of the process worked, but when we're talking about the main part of the process, I think they might be, Upset about? I mean, the the franchise made money. That helps. Yes. So they're happy about that. I think the only thing that probably bothers them, which they probably don't really care, is they didn't win. Like since they started the process, the furthest they've been is one where we went to a game seven versus the Boston Celtics in 2012. Mm-hmm. So since they started the process, whatever. But like I said, when you do the the numbers, how much you're bringing in and everything, I think they won in that sense. Did James come but, back? I, don't, I, don't, I think James goes to Phoenix. I want to see James in Phoenix. What? Or somewhere. I don't you know. know. I'll be, you never heard of Kyrie Irving? I don't want to see that shit, man. I got I to know, know where CP should go. Where? Brooklyn. Well, I don't want to see that shit, neither. Why not? OK, I just don't let I me mean, like Anybody can pass the ball to Mikael Bridges, bro. No, man, you know, don't limit TP to just a passer. I'm just saying, in general, at this pace and stuff, like, what's he gonna give us, a whopping 15 and six? Like, no, they are trying to win some shit. Like, CP can get hurt again in the first round if you wanted to, but like, nah, dawg, that shit ain't finna help. Hey, after all said and done,
0: you thought, I was, you thought I was gonna forget. What? You thought I was gonna forget.
1: I wanna hear it, so tell me, what? Who the best player in New York? This man, Jalen Brunson. How? All right, cool. I, can I, all right, before I go to my parent-teacher conference, you tell me why I should be waiting to hear why Jalen Brunson isn't the best player in New York. Okay, now this is not like we got to be understand that you know, like we have an argument
0: between who's better, MJ or LeBron, right? Just to some people, you know, to some people, to some people, yeah. and it sometimes it can be taken out of context, like. We're saying LeBron isn't good. And that ain't the case. And so to say the best player in New York is, you know, that's something you say. The best version of Jalen Brunson is going to get you a win in the first round versus a a team that's not really that good. And it'll get you a little bit farther than you should go, but it'll never take you, it'll never take you to, a conference finals or a finals? As, 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 he's your best player. And and I've been knowing, I've been having the same knock that's been on me when I was in Philly. They was like, he can't be the best player on the team. He needs the third or fourth option. So it's not a knock. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying you put the uh, right pieces around Mikhail. and you can get there.
1: My only thing, I feel where you're coming from with that, bro, in regards to the length, how the size, you know, tall, everything like that. I just, there's a big if if you do get there. Like, we got to see one more year of it because Jalen Brunson has done it. He's doing it. And to win a playoff series is not easy. To win a playoff series and go those type, like that length when Julius Randle and and what's buddy name? R.J. Baird ain't on no shit? Ain't easy either. Buddy is showing up and getting tough 30s. That's all I'm saying. And Jalen put his wife on the line. Point. Forward. Um, I want to
0: try to introduce something as much as I can. I'm remembering it now. Um, I have a knowledge of the week. Can I share it with you? I think it's going to blow your mind.
1: I want to hear it then. I, and I hope it's in, I hope it's like a double whammy, like it's, now Are you gonna boy, look, that is just this like is, a plus this is for you. This for you, you're gonna, okay, okay. I'm with, okay. okay. All right, it's
0: for ET, in the world. Mm-hmm. We talk about algorithms, right? We're talking about AI, ChatGPT, BARD, uh, Google just introduced it, the stock just went through the roof, you know, with this, um, you know, AI. You know, AI is basically uh, just super computer smart compiles Everything from our past, like it can read the history of the world in, I don't know, couple months, couple days, but they got it now, it's right there and it keeps up to date by the second. You can look up anything and it bring it right to you. You know, we write scripts. Uh, you can plan out an entire vacation with uh, experiences. You can plan your kid's entire summer vacation without having to plan it. The whole night. For real? Right, yeah, you could do all that. Ch- ChatGPT is the next way. We're gonna break it down one day. Uh, we got somebody that's gonna come in. We're gonna interview them, and they'll break it down to our listeners. Um, because I've been on it heavy lately. They're just looking into it, and so you know about the algorithms on, uh, Instagram. And so um, was chatting with my guy about uh, Pure Fuel actually. Uh, the energy drink Mustafa Shakur or one of our close friends uh, started, and um, so I went to the plant, saw the, <laughs> saw the bottling the plant, so so forth. So, um you know, CEO of the bottling plant company, uh were speaking to um about his algorithm. Cause Mustafa was saying all he sees on his algorithm now is competitors in that energy drink space and it's a crowded space. And um Bye. right, right. Uh shout out to D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. but uh, I wonder if Coco Five has the uh, minority uh, company license, which Purefield has, and so. Oh,
1: yeah, now I, I know who over there. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of buy dudes. It's all. Oh, nice. Oh, that's just uh, okay. Chicago, okay. yeah, big Reynolds and all them, uh, million ass niggas, but they cool. <laughs> oh <yeah>. shit! <laughs> so Mustafa was basically
0: saying his algorithm is all pure, or it's all energy drinks, and so the CEO of the company was saying, "Yeah, I've been following you guys, following Point Forward, following these folks, following these folks," and there's some interesting things come up on my page and you know, it's older Caucasian. So he's like, you know, I, you know, I just look on Instagram. It's not much that I'm looking for, but you know, interesting things on the business world, you know, educational things for his age. And he says, but some, some, some bodies have been popping up on his algorithm. He's like, wait, 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 where'd this come from? And his wife is, well, who is this individual? He's like, I have no idea. I don't know how this popped up. You know what I mean? (laughs) I know. (laughs) So that's how we got the subject. So knowledge of the day is. I was talking about uh, random things that come up on my Instagram where it was this one particular time where feet start popping up on my Instagram. I'm like, where are these feet coming from? Like Like, bare toes, like Like, just bare feet. Bare feet, Um, right? And so you know, we've done we we've been through this rabbit hole many times in the group chat in terms of um where these feet coming from, who has a foot fetish. And that's became the joke of who had the foot fetish. I will out them, right? And so another individual who has random knowledge, shout out to my man, Derek. I got to give him love for this one. He says, wait, there's actually an explanation for the foot fetish. And this is the knowledge of the day. Sorry, it took me so long to get there. So. We all know how our brain is wired. Like your brain, no matter what you look at, you can look at a wall and something in your brain triggers. You can, I can look at your nose and something in my brain triggers. Like we all Perfection. have the our the way our brain is wired and where what triggers it. So in one part of your brain is where your sexual trigger is, right? Every time somebody goes like this, I get not surf. Right. But you have a trigger for your, you know, your your, your sexual drive or whatever, right? Right next to it is what? The part right next to it is where the I- brain identifies a foot. And those wires get crossed for those people who have foot foot fetishes. <laughs> true story, bro. bro. This is this is true story. And so you have the part of the brain that is your sex drive, and right next to it is the part of the brain that identifies a foot. When you look at a foot, the part of the brain triggers is right next to your sexual drive. Wires get crossed up, you have a foot fetish. And so there's a perfect explanation. There's nothing wrong with having a foot fetish. I don't have one, but I respect it. And so I feel like we have to start giving respect to people for who they are. And it's not their fault that their wires are tangled from time to
1: time. That is... I like. That. I'm not gonna. I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm into that. That's a. That's an icebreaker, in certain hey. rooms. I'm hey. into that. I appreciate that. On that note, we up out of here, man. You know. Thanks for tapping in with us once again.